training camp for the 2023 NFL season is right around the corner. Which players from the 2020 NFL draft class is under the most pressure entering camp? And why is Tua Tungavaloa number one? We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson podcast. You know, we always tell you guys, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every single day, Monday through Friday, being our family, but our every single day as we appreciate and we love y'all always, man. But uh, Keith is not here with me. I'm doing a bonus episode. I have my guy, Daniel Harms. You can find him on Twitter at inharmsway19. Dan, what's up, man? How's it going, man? It's been a been a while since we've gotten on the mics, but uh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me, and I love getting to talk draft because as much as you know, I talk about the Chiefs on rgrfootball.com, and I have now my fantasy spot over on uh, footballguys.com. I love getting to do draft stuff, specifically for NFL 33 is where all you, my stuff comes in, but you and I have been talking back and forth for about, what, two and a half years now? Become good yeah. friends, and I love that we get to do this, man. I'm, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this one. Oh, for sure, man. Always, always a good time. Always a good time, man. Guys, listen, our, our, we're, we're previewing training camp. We're going to get it started. I know Keith's going to be a little jealous because I'm getting the ball rolling <laughs> without him, but, you know, I got a very, very good friend on the show to, to talk some ball. We're going to get into the 2020 class, right? And that's the Joe Burrow, the Justin mm-hmm. Herbert, the Tua Tungavaloa, and as you look at the look at the, the side here and you see the topics, we're going to kick it off with guys that are under the most pressure from that 2020 class. And, Dan, let's kick it off with Tua Tungavaloa for the Miami Dolphins. And I know some Dolphins fans, shout out to Dolphins, shout out to Finn, Finn's up, Finn's up, right? <laughs> Dolphins Nation, shout out to them, man. I got nothing but love for, the, for, that, for that team and that fan base, one of the more passionate in football. Um, and one that's rocked with me for a couple years now. And everybody knows that I'm a big fan of Tua. Love his game. Love this game coming out of Alabama. And they're, they're probably asking, well, D- DP, Dan, w- why is Tua the number mm-hmm. one guy to start off the most pressure? And I think it's very simple. Yes, we saw what he looked like healthy with Tyreek and, yep. you know, and, and uh, Jalen Waddle and that run game when they utilize the run game, you know, and all the speed that they have on this offense. But the 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 thing that that reared his ugly head was the concussions, and it was it just goes back to the injury history of, of it all with him, whether it was an ankle or the hip. Now it's concussions, and it's like man, you know, that's the biggest thing. Tua Tungavaloa has to stay healthy, and that's where the mo- the pressure comes in. That is like, can he stay healthy finally? to where we get a full 17 games of Tua Tungavailoa and this high-octane Dolphins offense, Dan. Let's t- I want to hear your thoughts on this, man. Man, I love watching him in this offense because it's built sp- like perfectly for him. Mike McDaniel did a great job of just saying, look, 
we understand what his best traits are. We're going to make sure that Jalen Waddle has the fastest receiver in the NFL outside of him, the the fastest combination in the NFL. And we're just going to light up everybody. We're going to play with space. We're going to get guys open over the middle of the field. And that's what he does best. Timing, anticipation. That's all right into his wheelhouse. He gets the ball out quickly. His release is built for that kind of offense. And you, you love the way he plays with anticipation, but his last year at Alabama was unfortunately the, the turning of the tide with injuries. And it feels like the pressure comes a lot from these players in their third and fourth seasons if they deal with injuries. Because otherwise you have a really good idea of how these players are going to play, how they're going to consistently perform, or if they're not going to. So when we talk about pressure and the expectations of the Mike McDaniel offense with what the the Dolphins have done. Now they're looking, sniffing around running backs, drafting Devin A. Chain last this past draft class. They're just putting speed on the field. So the expectations for the Dolphins hinge on the health of Tua Tungavailoa. So everything that he's done, I think this offseason, getting with the martial arts, trying to understand how to fall down how, or how to get take hits and everything like that, learning all of that should help him at least kind of understand. I think we, we see specifically – when I look at guys that know how to fall down and take hits and get tackled, I look at Travis Kelsey. He never takes the brunt of a hit, ever. You will never find him taking hits because he understands how to fall down and how to position his body to get out of the way of the big hits. If Tua has been doing that with you know his trainer and looking at some of the game tape to see how other, the best players in the NFL, specifically the best quarterbacks, are going to do that, I think he's going to be in a great position this year to get some of that pressure off his back. I think, and to your point, another guy that does a good job of that is Tyler Lockett for the Seattle Seahawks. Absolutely, yeah. You know, Tyler, he catches the ball. He gets that first yeah. down. If he can get a couple yards after down. the catch, who? And then he's going to the ground. He's like, no, nope, I'm going to live to just play another down, right? And it's also about just preserving your body for the long haul. And, and with Tua, that's my biggest thing with him is, like, I, I get it. You want to keep players alive. You want to try and, you know, we, it's that, that super, super hero kind of mentality yep. like man hero ball like I, I gotta i gotta make sure and it's like you don't have to put all that pressure on yourself right hey listen if you gotta just dump it off and get two or three yards cool it's fine yeah. right you want him to just get the ball out of his hands and, and 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 take what's available and not try and hold it and preserve and extend all the time and he's and to be truly honest him like playing out of structure isn't really his strong suit he's an in structure yeah type of quarterback. He's the reverse of like a Bryce Young. Bryce Young is much better out of structure than he is in structure. He's still good in it, but he's, he thrives in the chaos out of structure. Two was more if it's on time, on rhythm, I can slice and dice you. And I remember, you know, talking to an SEC DB uh, coming into that same draft class and I and I remember talking to him. He's like, man, two was the most surgical quarterback I've ever faced in, in, in college. And he's like, and I faced Trevor Lawrence too. He was like, Tua was so frustrating because his ball placement, his accuracy was so pinpoint when he's on to where you think, oh, I'm right on the back hip of that receiver on a slant, and he throws it two yards in front of him or two feet yeah. in front of him. They extend, and now they're taking it for another 60 yards because now they can pull away from you, especially when you think about Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Devonta Smith, and Jalen Waddle. All those guys have real speed. So I, th I think that's the big thing for me. Do you, and, and when I think the, the other reason why it's the pressure is because they're, everybody's going to look at who went right behind them, Justin Herbert. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, and, and, and he was already dealing with that 
crazy comp between the two of them while Herbert went to a much better situation when he was drafted to the Chargers, yeah. right? Herbert didn't – if Herbert went to Miami, we're not – we're not – we won't see all those specific writers dropping all the clips of him throwing 60-yard bombs every week, mm-hmm. like, you know, on Twitter. We wouldn't see that because who's he throwing it to early in Miami? Devontae Parker? No. Like, that's not his Preston game. Williams. So, <laughs> Preston Williams. Right. What do we uh, who Mike Gasecki? Like who are we throwing it to, man? So, you know, I think that's the main thing. He's already dealt with that. So now if he can't stay healthy and the Chargers pay and re-up Justin Herbert, that just puts more pressure on 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 the Dolphin situation. Like, all right, well, if this tool thing doesn't work out, you will probably be looked at again. It's hindsight, so we know how that mm-hmm. works. But hindsight would be like fans and, and everybody else, media included, will look back at the Dolphins and say, you took the wrong guy. Not just them, but look back to college where he you know, took the job from Jalen Hurts. It was the tank for Tua stuff. And now Jalen Hurts drafted later in the second round of that class, or later, he's now a great quarterback in the NFL. He just got paid too. So there's a lot that goes into this mentally for Tua Tagovailoa. It would have been a Super pressure. Bowl champion if it wasn't for your head coach and quarterback. Yeah, well, you know, things happen, and uh, <laughs> sometimes uh, the uh, the best team usually wins, and sometimes they don't. I don't necessarily know if uh, the best team won that game in, in terms of the Super Bowl, but I'm glad of the outcome. Regardless, I, I think that uh, Tua's in a very good position with the offense, with the coordinator, with the head coach, to have his best season, to really get that monkey off his back. I, I think that everything they did last year – and then the offseason this year going forward, hopefully that offensive line can stay healthy, you know, knock on wood. Because if it's not, right. if it's the same as it's been throughout his career, it's going to be really tough for him to get back to that point where you can say, all right, he's he's got he's got this down and he's going to be healthy and we can count on him. It really comes down to how they're going to get that offensive line to play, in my opinion. No, 100%. The offensive line is going to be big. The right tackle situation, because they were able to bring in Teron Armstead, you know, last offseason, but he's a left tackle. Mm-hmm. So getting that right tackle situation solidified to where that protects his blind side, using the run game, uh, Mike McDaniels, running the football. But again, then that's what you talked about, you know, De- Devon A. Chain, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. Now they're talking about Dalvin Cook potentially. So at the end of the day, if they can pull that off, you brought in Jalen Ramsey, you got Jalen Phillips and and um uh Bradley Chubb, which you mm-hmm. traded for you know last year with the with the Broncos, you have a defense prime for a Super Bowl run. You'll have an offense and a, a supporting cast offensively prime for a Super Bowl run as well. But man, you talk about a Super Bowl run. We're gonna get into those uh J-E-T-S Jets. And why one of their offensive tackle, Makai Becton, is 2023 finally going to be his year? We're going to tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Benny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the up-and-coming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. When on the clock with the first overall pick in 2023 fantasy drafts, 
it's okay to get downright giddy about doing the gritty, baby. That means selecting Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Over the past two seasons, Jefferson has led the league in both receptions and receiving yards. He will remain a dominant number one in target monster. Jefferson is a guaranteed fit to ignite the rest of your fantasy football lineup toward winning success. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle with eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million accessories and parts for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, alternators, shocks, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the very first time. So go forth, switch those gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you will always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is simply a click away for the right parts and accessories that fit your vehicle just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Guys, Makai Becton for the New York New York Jets, the J-E-T-S Jets. Makai Becton had a promising start after he was drafted. He, he looked like the real deal early on. Then he got hurt. And then everything just kind of – it was like a landslide. And it, it turned into uh, – just turned into something where the, the only constant was him not being available, whether yeah. it was injuries, they're talking about weight issues, all the different things, man. And um, it, it's just been – it's been tough for him. But with a guy that big, what we saw in terms of movement skills with him as a prospect, the power – the fit, the physical tools are there, so it's like. But now I think what's and crazy enough, they're going to be a hard knocks now. So like that, yeah. that, that puts even much, you talk about pressure. That puts even much more pressure because the cameras are always rolling. So people are going to be wondering, well, is Makai Becton working out? It, it does. Is he healthy? What's he eating? Like you know, all the different type of questions that fans will have, which will be warranted questions. Is this is. Is this a make or break year for him, Dan? I think you kind of figure it has to be because they're going all in. This is an all in Super Bowl run for the Jets because they said, all right, we have the defense, we have the offensive line pieces, we have the weapons. We don't have a quarterback. We don't we don't have one. They waited for Aaron Rodgers to make his mind up, you know, sitting in the darkness for three days, just kind of <laughs> waiting for this whole situation to come through. And he finally comes out and he's like, Yeah. I'll play for the Jets. And like he feels like he's going to be, I guess, more bought in. I don't know. We'll find out. Aaron Rodgers is an enigma in and of itself. But getting to Mekhi Becton, looking at their draft, their their depth behind him, maybe it's not necessarily a make or break year for like right now because there's not many people behind him. And you got Billy Turner uh, sitting right behind him. And maybe you can can talk yourself into – Max Mitchell being able to play left or right, um, Carter Warren. Like, we're talking about guys that aren't necessarily on that right tackle train. So I think in terms of right now, there's no one in the building to take over his spot. And if he is not 
you're not going to be healthy this year, they're going to have some problems. Um, and then right tackle will probably become a very important part of their draft going forward because you figure Aaron Rodgers plays two years, three years at the most, maybe you want to maximize that window. So, yeah, it puts even more pressure on Mekhi Becton, who's done a lot of transformation over the past year, getting hurt, realizing he's not – he can't play at this weight in the NFL. It's different in college. You can move. You can kind of make things happen. You don't always have to be the the light the, the lightest guy at tackle and still have that athletic ability. NFL is completely different. These guys are faster. They're bigger and they're stronger. He's still the athlete at his size. He always was. Mm-hmm. It's just – he has to make those micro adjustments. And sometimes those micro adjustments, when you're getting into your drop or your 45 degree pass set, they take a little bit of extra time and your body's not always ready for that. So you have to be in the best way to do that. So we've seen him completely reshape his body. That athletic ability is still there. Hopefully the health is there when you trim down to what he's at. I don't know where he's at right now, but I know that he's what, what lost 60 ish pounds is something yeah, he talked about yeah he looks great and I, i'm hopefully gonna get to see him at you know some of these training camp and get some cameras on him and, and hard knocks that's one of the things i'll be looking at is how is he looking how is it how his past sets clean because that's the big thing right now you got to be able to protect Aaron Rodgers, who as good and getting out of the pocket as he once was the mobility the mobility starting to take a little trickle back and with Older quarterbacks, you have to be able to protect. Last year, Tom Brady was not protected, and look what happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it all comes down to the entire offense line can they stay healthy? And Mackay Becton's really done a good job of working towards getting his body in the best position to not have so much issues with his lower body. I think. I, I think the the best way I could put this, Mackay Becton is the X factor for the New York Jets. <laughs> Him being healthy for seventeen games and into the post potentially into the postseason, the, the impact it will have on, for one, like you said, keeping Aaron Rodgers upright. Him and Dwayne, Dwayne Brown's 37 years old playing. Yes. He's supposed to play left tackle. 37. You know what I mean? So you got a 37-year-old left tackle. But you look at the interior offensive line, and I love what, you know, what, what, what Lincoln Thomason they brought in last year, they paid big money to. My favorite center in the 2023 NFL yes. draft class, Joe Tipman, that they drafted. And then also having Elijah Vera Tucker, who I think is coming off a, a, a injury himself, like an ACL. So mm-hmm. those guys get healthy and, and keep them healthy and get that chemistry, that camaraderie down. Like, oh man, like that's going to, and then Brees Hall coming back healthy, right? But then yeah. you also drafted Izzy Abandonkanda, who can help get you out of a pinch along with, I think Michael Carter's still there. So they'll still be able to run the ball, but they need this front five to be on their best so that. Aaron Rodgers don't have to come in and be Superman or be Captain mm-hmm. America or any other Avenger. He can kind of play the game because he's new to this team. But when you look at the weapons that they have at the receiver position, you know, bringing in Alan Lazard, um, you know, of course, Garrett Wilson, brother Miko Hardman, wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, Randall Cobb's going too. So he's there. You know, they have two tight ends. Man, like th- this team, and then with the defense they have, right? This is a team that when you look at them on paper and you say, we, if we get MVP Aaron Rodgers, how far could they go? And it's like playoffs. Now they yeah. got to knock off that bad man that's Josh Allen over in Buffalo. But, you know, that's a beat. They got to knock off Tua Tungavailoa and, 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 and the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots, hmm, we'll see. Um, you know, <laughs> like we don't really know what that offense is going to look like uh, in terms of weaponry and how high if it's going to be high octane 
or how much octane it will have. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. high octane in yeah. no way, shape, or form for that for that offense. Uh, they don't have enough firepower, but they all have, they have some. So we'll see. But I, I think Makai Becton is absolutely the X factor, guys. Like because with him, his impact not only will keep Aaron Rodgers upright, but in the run game, the length, the power, the wingspan that he has, everything that's in his physical favor, right? The 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 physical advantages he has. Like you have an opportunity to set the tone early in the season and, and allow Aaron Rodgers to get comfortable. Cause yeah, yeah, he's multi multi-time MVP, but he's played in with the same in the same stadium, same building in Green Bay at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Now he's in New York. And already with the New York Times is already gonna make a, you know, put enough pressure on the team in itself. But like you said, having hard knocks being there. Everybody's looking for those storylines. Like, right, what exactly do we need to look at? What's going on? Things like that. And, you know, and one thing we know as well, Aaron Rodgers does not mince his words. So, you know, Makai Becton, be on your be on your P's and Q's because this is a veteran Super Bowl MVP winning quarterback who's going to expect the most out of you. And I think, like I said, he's the X factor. And if there's anybody that has a ton of pressure on them in 2023, from that 2020 class, I think it's got to be. I think Mikhail Becton is one of those guys. Absolutely, it's easy to forget how talented he is and how powerful he is. The pop that he he has in his hands, the way he can just move defensive ends, even NFL defensive ends off their spot, create a little bit of extra time for your quarterback. It's impressive. So if he can just get that health figured out, and I know we're talking a lot about health. But like we talked about at the top, like that's a lot of these pressure situations come from teams with, with expectations on players that are focal points that have in, had injury problems to stay healthy. So it being able to do that for that offensive line, we've seen it over the last like two years in New York where they, they seemingly have the weapons and the defense is coming along under Robert Salah. They've really done a good job addressing it. And every, every year there's an injury here, there's an injury there. And they just they need to get a whole group for a year to prove that they actually have the talent everywhere to make a run in the dreaded AFC. The AFC is just stacked top to bottom. The AFC East is going to be a dog fight each and every single week. So you got to come with your best. Aaron Rodgers is going to be on these guys from day one. He's not going to let up. This is about winning a Super Bowl for him. Make no mistakes. He didn't come over to play for uh an AF trying to win an AFC East championship. He doesn't care about that. He cares about rings. So if you are not up to par for Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to, like you said, he's not going to mince words with Mekhi Becton. He's going to say, he's going to go to his coaching staff, say, get me a right tackle. That's what he's going to do. So there's a ton, a ton of pressure on it. No, hundred percent guys. And you talk again, talking about pressure, a former, what top seven pick that, that has to, Really kind of show up and, and show out this, this up and coming season uh, over in Atlanta. So we're going to get into that coming up next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Let me introduce you guys to Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make me look and feel good, and they're going to do the exact same thing for you. Their stretch khaki shorts are outstanding. They are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg to give you a truly sculpted look and showcase those gains from leg day in the gym. Their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon's. But they fit way better, including fitting better than those regular shorts you typically wear that's made out of that stiff, restricting cotton. Because bird dogs use a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but the stretch, but they stretch and give you that waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. 
So you're going to love the anti-stink and sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, especially in the hot summer months. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter the promo code locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or promo code locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. You will not want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. Those dirty birds have, they made a trade this offseason for cornerback. He, I said top seven. He was a top five pick. Jeff Okuda. Dan, he, he was, no, I think, the number th- like three or four overall pick, the three pick in, that, yeah. in that class in 2020 for the Detroit Lions. And he never, like, you know, he, he got hurt early on and just could never really get his footing in Detroit. And, and Detroit's defense just never found their footing in, in general either. So, like, there was a, a need for a change. And he's in Atlanta where he went from being CB1 in Detroit to now being CB2. And if Makai Becton is the X factor. And we know Tua Tungavaloa, who we talked about at the top of the show, is clearly the X factor for the Miami Dolphins. I think Jeff Okuda, I think it's fair to say he's the X factor for the Atlanta Falcons. And the reason why is because we know A.J. Terrell is a stud young corner, a true CB1, one of the better, one of the best guys in the game, you know, and he's still elevating his game. But they, they, they didn't have a number two. I thought they brought in Casey Hayward, who got hurt, and stuff like that, and, and they have Darren Hall, who's probably best suited as a CB three or four, young guy. If Jeff Okuda can come in, I keep sw- I keep forgetting to switch the 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 ticker at the bottom. Jesus, uh, you know, if, if if Jeff Okuda can come in and be a legitimate CB two to AJ Terrell CB one, this will help a team that, truthfully, the pass rush is. It's wait and see. You yeah. you got to hope that D'Angelo Malone, Arnold Epichetti. I know a lot of Falcons fans are excited about Zach Harrison, but Zach Harrison is a big athletic body, but he's not a true edge rusher. He's probably more suited to reduce inside at three tech and rush ahead of guards with his size, um, his wingspan, and everything like that. So having a, a secondary that can help, and you got Jesse Bates in the back end, Richie Grant in the back end, talented linebacker core. You know, they're some young guys, but they're talented. If Okuda can help lock down things on the peri- on the perimeter, that can help their pass rush. That can help their blitz packages. It can help so much for this team to where if he's not playing at a high level, things can, in my opinion, things can go south pretty quickly. Yeah, it's funny. You look at the 2020 draft class, and I, I think you can argue that A.J. Terrell was a surprise to the Atlanta Falcons going at 16. Uh, and people were like, well, maybe he's more of a second-round pick. He's kind of this second. Uh, th- it's this the Jamar se- Chase thing. They saw Jamar yeah. Chase and him in the, and in the playoffs, the and they blamed him. <laughs> yeah, like you go against one of them. I, I was I was one of them. Like I was like, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to play at that speed because that's Jamar Chase was an NFL wide receiver. So we had questions. I, I had questions about his long speed, the way he gets his head around. And then he comes into Atlanta, and he's a shut-down corner. He is a cornerback one. And there, there were a couple other, you know, two corners that went above him in the draft in C.J. Henderson and Jeff Okuda. Now he's, he's teammates with Jeff Okuda, who his right. his strengths really were that man-to-man more. He has had questions about his long speed, his ability to find the football as well. And those are probably coming more to fruition now, specifically because of the injuries. I think we can – 
you know, he had a, what, an Achilles injury, I think, that really derailed a lot of that short area. His short area quickness was really good. His foot speed was fantastic. His ability to change and flip his hips around and then get going was probably why he was able to keep with so many receivers is because he didn't have to worry about that long speed. His short area was so good. And now we're seeing a little bit of that short area diminish. Maybe he'll get fully healthy this season and that'll come back. But when you're in the NFL and you have some long speed problems with four, 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 three receivers, it's not it's not going to look great. And against a, a in a Detroit defense that's been bad forever, they're just they're not good. <laughs> they're just not, and they've had so much turnover. And so he's got some issues with coaches. And you know, Mike Matt Patricia was there first, and now he's gone. They're switching out with a bunch of different defensive coaches. So he's learning this, learning that, getting hurt. All of this stuff comes to a it comes to a boiling point. And Detroit has said, look, we're gonna go in a different direction. Fine. Now he doesn't have as much pressure on him in terms of being the number one. That's what it is for me. There's pressure yeah. on him now to succeed because the corner, the secondary group around him is really good. It's talented, but I think there's actually less on him to perform because he doesn't have to be the one. He can he can be the two, and he has really good safety members around him. And the, like you talked about the, the linebackers, there's a better structure in Atlanta to have a successful defense. And he's not going to be put in a position where if he doesn't necessarily play well, snap in and snap out, they're going to be bad. There's a lot of other safety valves for him. So just that idea in and of itself, where you're going to be consistently in a good position with the defense around you, gives me a lot of confidence that if he's fully healthy and everyone around him is in a good position, he's also going to be in that good a position. And, and for Atlanta, a team that wants to play the time of possession game with the run game with yeah. Arthur Smith's offensive yeah. style, I think this is where, where it's big at, right? Because if you if you shorten the game, you limit the possessions for the, uh, for the opposite team, right? If your run game is as successful and as potent yeah. and consistent as people expect, I tweeted out, you know, I think last week or early, I think it was last week that Tyler Algiers saw 40, uh, saw eight plus men in the box on 40 percent of his runs and still ran over a thousand yards. Right now, you add B. John Robinson to this, Matthew Bergeron, uh, who they're drafted to kick inside mm-hmm. that guard, a healthy Kyle Pitts, Drake London, a rookie, uh, not a rookie, but a young quarterback in second year that they can finally get, you know, a quarterback and get the ball mm-hmm. to these to these big body uh, explosive the receiving weapons, I think the biggest thing for me is Jeff Okuda and this defense can really help them potentially win the NFC South. Cause I think that's, I'm going to be honest with you. If they lose, I truly believe if they lose out this season, that there's going to be some changes on the coaching staff. Oh, yeah. I think Arthur Smith is gone. I think there's going to be some, some wholesale changes because would this be what year three of this, of yeah. this situation yeah. with him. So they, they need, right. You got to deal with Bryce Young. Who's a who's a rookie quarterback who has a lot of unproven weapons and, and, you know, for the most part in terms of uh, receivers in Carolina. Yeah, you have Adam Thielen, but Adam Thielen doesn't have Justin Jefferson anymore. He's, you know what I'm saying? So he's walking in as the wild event into that room. And can those other young pieces step up? We'll see, right? The Terrace Marshall Juniors, you know, the the Visca Chenaults, guys like that, you know, DJ Chark, of course, is another veteran guy. But, then you look at the Saints, Chris Olave. Hopefully, Michael Thomas could give us 17 yeah. games, right? Uh, you know what I mean? So, like, you look at that situation. I heard A.T. Perry has, has, uh, was practicing well and looking good in minicamp. Maybe he but has a has a larger role and makes this team for the season. And, of course, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, well, you know, 
They got the weapons. Uh, that's all I can say. <laughs> they got the we- they have the weapons. It's the quarterbacks. <laughs> so you know, for 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 Okuda, like, and and the, the thing that you brought up, these dudes were in the same drive class. Like yep. AJ Terrell is CB one, and he went what 12, 13 picks after Okuda. Now Okuda joins it, and it's crazy because I was a you know they they are both coached by the same CB coach, the same C, uh, trainer, Oliver Davis the third OD three. And he's to me, he's the goat trainer in, 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 in for the cornerbacks, and they they've been working out together for you know I think this off season and everything, and the, they kind of had those discussions. And next thing you know, one thing led to another, and now they're teammates. So uh, Jeff Okuda, if he if he can break out, and I think for him it's 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 paramount that he breaks out. Yeah. For one, because he's gonna get paid, right? Like if he goes out there and shines, he can get a contract extension. He can get another contract for 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 his for his for his play. And just having a healthy season is going to be big for him. Like I said, him, AJ Terrell, you know, at the top on 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 the roof in the high post, Jesse Bates and his playmaking ability. Those linebackers, that defensive line is solid, especially adding Calais Campbell now. Mm-hmm. This defense is is could be underrated, and if the pass rush can actually work for them, they could be in a really good spot. Dan and I, I just Okuda. I, I need. I want to see that Ohio State. Jeff Okuda return, man. I need to see mm-hmm. that because if him and AJ Terrell out there strapping up and locking down, putting that seatbelt treatment on receivers on the outside, it's going to really give them the opportunity to do more and get creative because at the end of the day, like I said, Bryce Young is a rookie. I, I know he's extremely intelligent. You have not seen NFL pressure packages yet, bud. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's a rookie quarterback. You want to be able to throw the kitchen sink at this kid, mm-hmm. but you can't do that Unless your unless your secondary can do their job, and I think Jeff Okuda is the X factor for that man. It's funny, all three of the top the top three corners in the 2020 class are now in the NFC South. All three of them. CJ Henderson's in Carolina, and he's in, he's in the same situation as Jeff Okuda is. Honestly, he's the number two corner over there. He's got some pressure on him to perform. These young teams, Atlanta nice. and Carolina, are in positions with young, kind of athletic defenses, and there's pressure on their cornerback twos to perform cj henderson he doesn't perform guess what buddy you're you're, you're out you're done right. here um we have our number one corner and the, the you know the falcons are the same way so i really it's a very interesting storyline the nfc uh the nfc south how you have you know the most experienced quarterback is Derek carr and Derek Carr is just, you can't, you don't know if you can trust Derek Carr to win a division. It's really up for grabs and talent at the end of the day is going to come through, I think, and experience and coaching. And I really do think like you're talking about these corner twos are going to play a big role in how not just the defenses perform, but confidence of the team. If they start to get confidence early, they play well. Guess what? These young quarterbacks can start to heat up a little bit, and that's really what it comes down to. It's, I think it's going to be Carolina or the Falcons winning this division. Personally, um, I know everyone's like the Saints are still there, yeah, but I don't, I don't trust Derek Carr to win a division. I just, I don't do it. You, you, um, I mean, you watched him in your division for years, so for years, <laughs> and you I mean, I, your I, division I like, for years. I like Derek Carr. I, he's fine, but I, I'm just putting my money elsewhere. So. I'm Alvin excited Kamara's to probably watch getting him. suspended, you know, so you're probably getting Michael Kendrick Thomas Miller to start the season. Michael Thomas is a question. It, yeah, this division may be the most one of the more entertaining ones from a storyline standpoint, just because you don't sure. really know who's going to win. 
And that's what makes it exciting. And I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that, man. But, Dan, bro, I appreciate you hopping in with me and talking some ball and kind of getting the training camp preview rolling. Uh, you know, Jeff Okuda being the X Factor. Makai Beck. It's just a – we talked X Factors today. Okuda, yeah. Becton, and, of course, Tua Tungavailoa. You know, aka the sprinkler is what I always call them coming out of uh coming yeah, out of Alabama like with the sprinkler hips, man. Uh, you know, but guys, listen, as always, go subscribe and follow for follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get uh listen to podcasts, get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Um, you know, thank y'all for uh you know making locked on NFL draft your first listen every single day, Monday through Friday, man. Again, I appreciate my guy Daniel Harms. You can find him on Twitter at nharmswade 19 Dan, real quick, go ahead and plug again where people can find your work. Thanks, man. Uh, this was this was fantastic. I always love talking with you. It just it, we get some we get so entertaining and so fun. So I could talk for hours. But you guys can find me, like he said, on Twitter. Also, uh, the RGR Football Channel. I do film rooms every single week. There, we do live live streams everywhere. That's covering the Chiefs. I also do content for the fo- FootballGuys.com. I'll do spotlights stuff throughout the season for fantasy football and NFL 33, where Damon and I both have videos up there where we've talked about this specific, the NFC South, actually, we went through the whole thing uh, not too long ago. So make sure you guys are going to check that out and appreciate your time, man. Love you. For sure, man. For sure. I appreciate you, brother. And as always, guys, you can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Haro on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.